Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in for Time Out with Tyler. Hope that wherever you are, whatever you're faced with today, I hope God will encourage you and strengthen you to be who God is calling you to be. Today I'm excited. We are in part two of our current series entitled Dangerous Disciples. Dangerous Disciples. I want to be a dangerous disciple. My hope is that you will become a dangerous disciple as well. Dangerous disciples are not discreet disciples. You know, we're not t- shy. We're not uh, timid. We don't try to, 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 to hide ourselves whenever things get crazy. No, no, no. We're dangerous. We're bold. We're outspoken. We're willing to go where nobody has gone before. We're willing to do what nobody's ever done before. I want us to, re- want us to reach a point in our walk with God that God is able to trust us to do whatever task that may be at hand. I want God to know that if he calls us to go, we will go. If he calls us to speak, we will speak with boldness. If God calls us to be dangerous or bold or live a life outside of our comfort zone, outside of the ordinary, we are willing to do just that. Because listen, we do not serve an ordinary God, so why should we ever settle for being ordinary disciples? I want to be dangerous. And if you want to know the secret to being a dangerous disciple, listen, I'm going to give it to you right now. Dangerous disciples are dangerous because they're bold enough to pray dangerous prayers, right? Dangerous prayers. That's the key component. You're dangerous because of your dangerous prayer life. Your prayers have the power to transform you from weak to strong, powerless to powerful, afraid to bold, fearful to faithful, all from your prayers. You know, our enemy, the devil, he's, he's terrified of Jesus. He's scared to death of the power of Christ. His demons flee even at the mention of his name. But what if I told you that you have 24-7 access to that very same power? Romans 8, 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The very same power that renders our enemy powerless is the same power that's available to you and I right here today. So our goal through this series is for, is for you and I to begin to see ourselves the way God sees us, to realize and begin to act like we are dangerous disciples, that we are powerful, that we are capable. We, we, we cannot become content living a, a safe life that requires no risk and, frankly, no faith. My fear is that there are so many Christians who are living a life that really doesn't even require faith. Oh, we believe that God is real and he's for us, but our actions do not require any faith. Our walk doesn't really require any faith because we are, we are being discreet. We are being so safe. We cannot become satisfied with just getting by and never experiencing that, that spiritual adrenaline that we have the potential to flow through our veins. We need to crave that. We need to crave a a holy rush that says, God, use me to do the seemingly impossible. I believe we're called to do so much more than many of us are currently doing. And it's time for us to, to pray big prayers and to dream bigger dreams. When I was growing up, we had a saying that we told each other. We said, hey, man, you got to go big or go home. Big risk produce big rewards. I want to experience the full glory of Christ, but in order to experience the full glory of Christ, I have to be willing to put myself out there and do some dangerous things. Step out way out of my comfort zone because we're destined to be dangerous disciples. But in order to be a dangerous disciple, you have to be willing to pray a dangerous prayer. And if we aren't careful and intentional, listen, if we aren't careful about our prayers, 
our, our prayer life will become safe, repetitive, lacking intimacy, and downright boring. You know, as we grow, our prayer life should grow. Right? We, we shouldn't be praying the same way we prayed when we were six or seven or eight years old. Our prayers need to grow. Our expectations and determination to be used greatly and boldly by God, that also needs to grow. You know, we experience this in every other aspect of life. We want growth. We want maturity, right? We want more responsibility. But for some reason, we, we kind of neglect this with our relationship with God. You, you know, look at your, your, your normal life. You, you don't watch baby shows anymore. You know, you don't watch cartoons that are meant for toddlers where they're teaching you how to count or your numbers or your shapes. No, you want something that's, that's more for your life, for your lifestyle. You want something more mature. You, you don't drink out of a, a sippy cup anymore right? You don't need your parents spoon feeding you your food, making airplane noises so that you'll eat your vegetables. No, no, no. You're grown. And so you want more out of life. You want more responsibility. You want to be treated like that adult. But listen, we need to start seeking more out of our walk with God. We need to seek more, more responsibility, more, more, uh, opportunity because of our faith. So last week we prayed a dangerous prayer. We said, God, Make me bold. That was our prayer. God, make me bold. Listen, that's a dangerous prayer because God is going to give you an opportunity to put your faith where your prayers are. You know, we always say, hey, put your money where your mouth is. Right? You talk to talk. Now you need to walk to walk. God says, listen, if you want to pray a dangerous prayer, God, make me bold. I'm going to give you an opportunity for you to put your faith into action. Today, we're going to look at another dangerous prayer. All right? It's it's actually a prayer that a 12-year-old boy named Samuel was willing to pray. Samuel, he's an apprentice to the high priest Levi. Samuel's young, but we see from an early age he he had a hunger and a desire to be used greatly by God. And so he has a mentorship with the high priest Levi. So Levi basically raises Samuel. We pick up Samuel's story in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 4 through 10. It says, One night while Samuel was laying down, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and he said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and he laid back down. Verse 6 says, again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Verse 8 says, a third time the Lord called Samuel. And the third time Samuel has awoken up from his sleep in the middle of the night. He walks to Eli's room. He says, hey, here I am. You called me. And then Eli finally realizes what's happening. He says, oh, man, this must be the Lord calling Samuel. So Eli told Samuel, hey, listen, go back, lie down. And if God calls you again, this is what you do. You say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went back and he lay down in his bed. And the Lord came and stood there calling as of the other times. He said, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, your servant is listening. So our dangerous prayer for tonight is, Lord, speak to me. Lord, speak to me. If you want to be a dangerous disciple, you have to be willing to pray this dangerous prayer. Lord, speak to me. So God has just spoken with Samuel. Samuel has heard the voice of God, which is really cool in itself. But there's a bit of a problem, right? God speaks directly to Samuel, which is awesome. But the problem is, is what God said to Samuel wasn't exactly easy to hear or to receive. 
But before I tell you what God spoke, let, let, let's have a quick trivia question, all right? Because often we want God to speak to us. We want to hear the voice of God, that he sends his direction in our life. Okay, let me ask you a question. How often did God speak an assignment to somebody in the Bible, and it was an easy assignment? Like, it was a simple task, right? Like, like God says, hey, I want you to go do something. And, and the person's like, oh, yeah, yeah, God, for sure, no problem. I got this. That's easy. Simple. No problem. Never. <laughs> Right? Never does that happen in Scripture. All right? All right? Think about it. Noah. God comes to Noah and says, Hey, Noah, I want you to build an ark. I want you to build a boat. Noah's like, Okay, yeah, I can build a boat. And God's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. A really big boat. Like almost two football fields is long. Right? A huge boat. And then I want you to put animals in it. Like all the animals. Scary animals. Dangerous animals. Cuddly animals. All of them. And then I'm going to make it rain. For a long time, I'm going to flood the earth. Everybody's going to die except for your family. And then you have the sole responsibility of repopulating the world. Uh, okay, God, that seems kind of crazy, dangerous, and, and, and very difficult, right? Let's look at Jonah. God calls Jonah to go to Nineveh, the most godless and violent city in the world. And he says, hey, you're going to go there and you're going to preach to them. You're going to tell them, hey, you either repent or you're going to die. Jonah's like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, are you crazy? Like, no wonder Jonah ran in the opposite direction. It's crazy. All right, let's take uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. She's a teenager, unmarried. She's a virgin. And then, surprise, God says, hey, you're, you're, you're pregnant. God's the father. Good luck convincing your fiance. You're not like a psychodrama queen making all this up. <laughs> right? When does God ever speak to somebody and it's just a simple little task? Man, never. Yet so often we... We were like, God, I want you to speak to me. God, I want you to speak to me without actually understanding how dangerous of a prayer that is. Listen, we have to be careful. We have to be enlightened if we're going to pray this prayer. Because when God does speak, it's usually not easy. In fact, it may sound downright dangerous. But if we want God to speak to us, listen, we got we to gotta know how to hear what God is trying to say. So how do I learn to hear God's voice? I'm going to give you three ways today, okay? Three ways. Number one is you have to learn to be still. If you want to hear what God is saying, you have to learn to be still. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. God doesn't say you need to be really busy if you want to hear my voice. He doesn't say you need to seek me while you work really hard trying to get me to notice how good you are. No, no, he didn't say that. He says you need to be still. Stop. Focus. Clear the distractions. Now listen, this is so much easier said than done because we live in such a fast-paced world that everything just goes, 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 and it seems like we're getting pulled in multiple directions all at once. It's hard to just sit down and be still. But if you want to be able to, to, to hear the voice of God, you got to learn to sit, to be still. But if you want to be able to sit still and listen for God, listen, it's always about two things. All right? It's always about patience and priorities. If you're going to be still, you got to have patience. It may take a while, and you got to have priorities, right? Because often we make this excuse. We say, well, I just don't have the time to wait around. I just don't have the time to pray. I don't have an hour just laying an extra hour in the day to just sit and pray. But if we're being really honest right here, we actually, we all do have time for it. We just perhaps don't see prayer or, or, or listening for the voice of God as a priority, Right? Because if it's important to you, you always make time for it. 
if a person is important, you always make time for them. You will rearrange your schedule. You'll sacrifice something that perhaps you want to do for something that you need to do because of it's a, it's a priority. To hear God's voice, listen, you have to make it a priority. We have to learn to be still, to turn down the, the volume of the world around us so that we can focus. Turn down the volume. You ever been trying to have a conversation with somebody like in, in a living room and the TV's on and you keep getting distracted because you keep trying to listen to two things at the same time and you, you're, you're missing parts on both ends? And, and all of a sudden you're just like, man, I got to turn the TV off. If I'm going to focus, I got to turn the TV off. I can't keep getting distracted. Sometimes we have to take that same approach when we're listening for the voice of God. We have to, we have to focus. We have to turn off all the distractions uh, around us. You know, Jesus teaches us how to pray and seek his voice in Matthew chapter 6. He says that when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who, who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everybody can see them. He says, but when you do pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. AKA, hey, shut off all the distractions. Be still before the Lord. Mute the chatter. Take away everything that's trying to, to grab your attention. Focus so you can hear God speak. But if we're going to listen for God's voice, we have to know how God is going to speak to us. He, speak to, he speaks to us in many ways. God can speak to you through his word, the Bible. Right? The Bible directs us, guides us, corrects us, encourages us, and rebukes us. It's the literal written words of God. If you want to know what God is saying, he's given you a book that you can go and read, and it's his voice speaking to you. God also speaks through people. It could be a sermon that your pastor is teaching. It could be a godly friend who comes up and gives you a, a word of encouragement, drops a scripture on you that just speaks directly to you. God can speak through circumstances, right? Things that are happening in your life can just be a sign, a word from God. A door of opportunity can be opened that paves the way for you to go a certain path. And God's saying, listen, this is what I've done for you. I've opened this opportunity. Go. Or perhaps it's the other end of the spectrum. A door of opportunity is closed. Perhaps you want to take this path. You feel like this is the path you're, 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 willing, you're supposed to go. And then God closes that door, keeping you from going down the wrong path. We have to be understanding that some of God's greatest blessings are often closed doors or unanswered prayers. God can also speak through His Spirit. And you'll know that God is speaking through you through his spirit whenever you feel compelled to do something that normally you would never do, right? Something from within you just stirs up and you can't deny it and you can't push it away any longer. You just have to go do what you're feeling so strongly to do. It could be going to pray for a stranger. You see somebody in the store or at a restaurant and you just have this urge and this sensation to go pray for them. And you're like, I don't even know them or what they're going through. This is so crazy, but you can't shake that feeling. That's God speaking through you through his spirit. You feel so strongly to do something that you normally wouldn't do. And you can't really explain it. It's just deep from within your soul. That's God speaking to you through his spirit. Right? That's the, that's the spirit of God speaking to you. And listen, the more you listen, the more you're able to recognize his voice. The more you, you listen to the voice of God and the word of God, the more you're able to recognize it in your day-to-day -day life. So our prayer today is speak, Lord. I'm listening. So if you want to hear God speak, you got to be still, right? And then number two, our second point tonight, you have to be willing. I have to be still, but then I have to be willing. I have to be willing to do what God wants us to do. So often our prayers are just 
us sitting down and, and we just tell God what we want him to do. We say, God, keep me safe. God, bless my family. God, heal my headache. God, give me blessings financially. God, open a door. And we, we keep telling God what we want him to do. But what if instead of coming to God with this, with this wish list of what we want him to do, what if we came to God with like a blank page and we said, okay, God, I'm going to be still. I'm seeking your, your voice. I'm seeking your word right now. Fill this page with what you want me to do. I don't want to tell you what I want you to do. I want you to tell me what, what you want me to do. What if you were willing to let God answer some, some potentially dangerous questions about yourself? What if you pray, Lord, show me my sin. Show me the areas of my life that I'm sinning. And then you were still and you let him speak back to you and reveal some, some pretty hard things to hear. What if you ask God, hey God, how would you like me to use my talents today? You've, you've given me these talents and abilities. How would you like me to use them today? Lord, what have I been avoiding for too long? What are those things I keep pushing aside because I don't want to focus on them? I don't want them to come to light. What have I been avoiding? And then you just let God speak to you. God, what is holding me back? What's holding me back in my walk with you and allow God to, to reveal something to you? Ask God, God, what would propel me forward? What's something that I can use that's just going to blossom our relationship and make it more intimate and make it more real? And allow God to speak to you. We have to be still. That we have to be willing to do what the Lord instructs. Proverbs 3, 6 says, Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Seek His will. Not, not, not yours. Seek his will. Listen, we need to quit trying to tell God how to be God. We need to, to, to quit trying to tell God our will and our plans. We need to begin to seek his will. Right? Seek his will and then be willing to do it. So to hear God's voice, you have to be still. Number two, you have to be willing. Which leads me to point number three, our final point today. You have to be ready. You got to get ready. Be prepared. Because listen, you may not want to hear what God has to say. Samuel says, speak, Lord, I'm listening. And what the Lord spoke was tough for Samuel. It was hard for him to receive. Verse 12, God told Samuel he was going to perform against Eli for the wickedness of his family and there would be no atonement. God literally just told Samuel's mentor, his father figure, right? His Mr. Miyagi to Daniel's son. I'm going to perform against the guy you're looking up to. And there's going to be no atonement. There's no getting out of it. So listen, we have to be ready. Understand this going into this dangerous prayer that you may not like what God has to say. Yet we still need to pray, God, here I am. Speak to me. And whatever you speak, Lord, I'm willing and I'm ready to receive it, no matter how hard it is. God may call you to do something that you didn't think you were ready to do. He may tell you to go start a life group, to go lead people, to speak to people in a group setting. Some people who are smarter, some people who are older, some people who are more experienced to you, but you speak into their life. God may call you to be radically generous, right? That's hard for our flesh to handle. God may call you to give something away. God may call you to go on a mission trip around the world when you get anxiety, spend the night at somebody's house. God may call you to teach Bible studies, to invite a stranger to church. God may call you to break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Are you ready to hear that? That's not what you want to hear. But sometimes that's what God needs to tell you. So you need to be ready. It may be super difficult, but it, it, it's always worth it. 
the end result far outweighs the instant discomfort. Because listen, every time God spoke to someone in the Bible, he, he, he spoke to somebody who was unprepared, unequipped, and unqualified. Right? He, he would call people to do things that on their own, they were, there's no way they were going to be able to do it. It was hard. It was dangerous. But God was with them. His responses are often very intimidating or scary, seemingly impossible. And listen, they're always going to take some dangerous faith. But listen, you have the potential to be a dangerous disciple, to do what nobody's ever done, to go where nobody's ever gone, to reach who nobody else is able to reach, to reap havoc on our enemy and his kingdom, to push back darkness and illuminate the light of Christ into our world. But in order to do that, you have to be bold. You have to be dangerous. You have to be willing to say, here I am, Lord, speak to me. I'm still, I'm willing, and I'm ready. No matter what you call me to do, I'm ready to do it. I'm here, Lord. I want to be a dangerous disciple. Put your word in my heart. Show me what to do. Amen.